8th, the night he got discharged from the hospital, and three weeks later, he practically moved into her house. Four months after that, they were engaged. It had lasted five months. Five months of great sex and laughter, and that wonderful feeling of falling in love with a handsome, attentive man. He'd wrapped her in a protective bubble and made her believe anything was possible. Patrick had been good at that, playing make-believe. So good that when the cops had come knocking on her door, she'd actually defended him. She still remembered the disbelief on those police officers' faces when she'd finally realized the truth. That her fiancé was not a freelance web designer, but a drug distributor. Not to mention the prime suspect in the fatal shooting of a federal agent. God, what a fool she'd been. He won't show up, she said darkly. He's probably lying on a beach in Mexico laughing at the law enforcement officers who couldn't catch him. Fortunately, Patrick hadn't tried contacting her since he'd fled three months before. And good riddance. She never wanted to see that man again. And for the past few months... She'd gone to great lengths to permanently erase him from her life, burned his clothes in the backyard, flushed his engagement ring down the toilet. Too bad none of that had succeeded in actually exercising him from her mind. I'm not too happy with the cops either, Gwen said with a frown. I still can't believe they thought you were involved. Marley's lips tightened. Detective Hernandez couldn't accept that I was so naive. How could I not know my fiancé was a criminal? You weren't naive. Patrick was just a good liar. Yeah, he was. Marley picked up her mug, along with Gwen's empty one, and set them both in the sink. At least the police are finally leaving me alone. I only hope it stays that way. Now, can we please stop talking about Patrick? Gwen's face brightened. Okay. Can we talk about Nick's friend, then? Marley suppressed a groan. I told you I'm not interested. I'm not suggesting you marry the guy. It's just a date. One measly little date. You said you were ready to date again. No, I said I might be. She blew a stray strand of hair off her forehead. But a blind date isn't the way I want to go about it, okay? I'm not having dinner with a complete stranger. It's too forced, too intimate. Then we'll make it a double date. No. Without looking at Gwen, she swallowed back the bitterness sticking to her throat and added, I can't agree to go out with a stranger. I can't do it, Gwen. Not now, anyway. Fine. But the subject's not closed, you know. We'll talk about it later. Gwen hopped off the stool, her brown curls bouncing on her shoulders, and reached for the black leather purse she'd set on the counter. I have to run. I'm meeting Nick for lunch. Marley followed her friend out of the kitchen, her bare feet slapping against the weathered hardwood floor. 
They reached the front hall, sidestepping the stack of two-by-fours obstructing the way. Marley's younger brother, Sam, had promised to extend the coat closet by a couple feet, so last weekend he'd come over and hacked away at the wall. Then he'd gotten a phone call and taken off to handle a work emergency. He hadn't been back since, and Marley was now left with a gaping hole in the floor and all the supplies he'd brought into her hallway. She didn't mind, though. Sam was busy working at their dad's construction company, and it made her happy he was doing well. Her brother had always been irresponsible and scatterbrained growing up. It was nice seeing him act like an adult, even if it did mean he'd left his sister in the lurch. Gwen paused on the front porch. Want to come to lunch with us? She offered, thanks, but I'll pass. Marley was...